On today's episode of the SBNY podcast, we come to you just a bit sadder than we did yesterday. Our guy, Kristaps Porzingis, is officially down with a torn ACL. So not only did the Knicks take the L against the Milwaukee Bucks, a brutal loss, but they have now lost their all-star, their star, for the rest of the season. The Knicks players, the NBA, and us alike are wishing KP a speedy recovery. But we got a mini-pod here to talk about the Knicks and where we're going in the next couple days. What's up, everybody? My name is Peter Kennedy. I'm the host of this program tonight. I'm coming in solo with the mini-pod because, I mean, I just couldn't imagine letting this one go by the wayside without helping our fellow Nick fans off the edge. Talk you guys off the edge a little bit. I, like you, was saddened to see KP go down. Grab the knee, and of course, right away. It just feels wrong. It feels horrible. It feels like this could be a bad one. It wasn't completely a non-contact injury as Giannis Antetokounmpo was right near him. But boy, when you see that knee land and lock, you know it can't be good. And it wasn't. The news came out not too long after the game that Christoph Porzingis tore his ACL, which means he's out for the season, which also means he could be out into next season. The most recent report we have from Ian Begley says there's no timetable yet because we have not yet scheduled a surgery for Christoph's. Now, I know this one is a very tough pill to swallow for Knicks fans as we were in this state of flux, right? Before, we didn't need this. Knicks fans didn't need this. We were going through enough, man. We were in flux trying to figure out who we can trade to try to make this franchise keep moving in the right direction or maybe even just start moving in the right direction. Depends how you look at it. We were thinking, all right, now Willie's requesting a trade. What about O'Quinn and Cantor and Lee? What can we do to help Kristaps? What can we do to make this man's life a little bit easier, take some pressure off of him, and ultimately lead this franchise in the right direction to winning more basketball games? That was our big problem a day ago. And then after the play where KP goes down, Not too long after does our second best player, Tim Hardaway Jr., get absolutely obliterated by Giannis Antetokounmpo dunk over the top of him. If you didn't see it, go check it out. Even though, I will say this, it does hurt a little bit more after seeing Tim Hardaway limp into the locker room. Right? Granted, Ian Bagley says that he's okay. Jeff Hornacek thinks there's no further test, just a shin bruise, nothing too crazy, right? But that's not the point either. Everybody, including you and I, was sitting here very curious what the next day, two days, or three days would look like for the New York Knicks. And that's where I'm coming in here to try to go into the mind of Scott Perry in wake of a tragic moment for the Knicks franchise, where the one true cornerstone we have in Christoph Porzingis goes down with a serious injury, 
one that has hurt people's careers, one that has practically ended careers or at least started to. Now, granted, there's plenty of stories where people come back and they're good to go, and let's hope that's KP, but it's fair to be a little bit nervous. But the show must go on. At least it must be going on for Scott Perry and Steve Mills because now, more than ever, it's crucial for them to start making forward-thinking moves. It's crucial for them to get something in return for the little bit of value they have on this roster. Now, there is one scary part to that. You start moving some of, guy, some of the guys that KP considers his friends. Willie Hernan Gomez takes to Twitter and Instagram right after the game, calling KP his best friend. I mean, they spent five years together through a Spanish league and now in the NBA. If you move him, that may not make KP feel too good. Kyle O'Quinn's a crowd favorite, a team favorite. Everybody seems to love him. You move him, that doesn't make KP feel too good. Kyle O'Quinn's been in Latvia for KP's tournaments and opening his court. And that could be a slippery slope. Our star is going to be isolated in the rehab room, working, working, trying to get better, trying to be healthy, trying to be back on the court. And some of his best friends can get shipped out. It's a tough spot for Steve Mills and Scott Perry. But with just days, with just moments before the trade deadline, I'm not sure there's too much room for them to consider the emotions of the friendliness of this subpar team. I mean, think about it. You're Scott Perry and Steve Mills, and you see KP go down. There's a video on Twitter going around of them instantly looking at each other like, uh-oh, this is not good, let's go. And they head to the locker room. you got to be thinking that Scott Perry's head is turning like crazy at that moment. On one hand, he's super worried, as we all are, super concerned about Porzingis, the guy who we consider the cornerstone. But I'll be damned if Scott Perry isn't sitting there thinking, holy crap, what are we going to do now? We might have had some plans. We either need to turn those plans upside down on their head and go a different direction or completely ramp them up. Because I don't know about you guys. But I consider myself a little bit of an optimist, right? But definitely try to stay level-headed with my New York Knicks, and I think I do a pretty good job. But where my head goes as soon as I see Kristaps Porzingis go down is, where is the silver lining, right? I mean, you got to. You have to try to think of the positives. The one or two little things, little or small, big, it doesn't matter. The one or two things that can come out of this tragedy to make something stronger, right? Nick Foles, what was his quote recently? He just won the Super Bowl, and his quote was, it's amongst the greatest challenge where you can grow. Right? That's not a direct quote, but that's the main point. So what can the Knicks do to grow? To take this on the chin, help and hope that KP makes a speedy recovery, and continue to push this franchise in the right direction. Because the show must go on in the front office. I'm not talking about the on-court. Because God forbid you had any hope in the Knicks playing competitive basketball at the end of the season where they were fighting for positioning for some reason. Not positioning for a pick, but for actual good positioning. 
If you had any hope about that yesterday, I think you could join the rest of us and accept that that's gone. So I thought about the silver lining. If Scott Perry and Steve Steve Mills needed a push, a kick in the ass, to pull the trigger on some moves and get some more assets, there's no better reason than losing your best player. It sounds harsh. It sounds cold. And frankly, it is a little bit. And the human side of me hurts to say it out loud. But I'm not the one having to make these decisions like Perry and Mills. But if I'm sitting here trying to get into the mind of Perry, trying to just think strictly what's the best decisions for this franchise, we have to do what we can with the value we have. We need assets. I don't care if we have five or six second-round picks. We already have two or three, right? Get another one in there. Get, Get two more in there. Those are all pieces to help you maneuver on draft night. Maybe you can flip two second-round picks into a late first-round pick. Maybe you can pair a second-round pick and a player for a late first-round pick. The flexibilities now become a little bit more helpful. Got a couple more options, a couple more tricks up the sleeve. And who knows? If you make the right package, you already have some of these second-round picks. Right? You make the right package, you might just get a first round pick before the trade deadline's even over. But either way, I think we're reaching the point here where we need to take a frank, honest look at this roster and say, what can we possibly get? And you have to weigh it out. You look at Kylo Quinn and you say, okay, if Kylo Quinn stays on the Knicks, we're playing him X amount of minutes. That's how it's going to be but he also can get us back this value, a second-round pick and a marginal young player who's not very good or doesn't play very much. I think when you look at this next season coming up in the next couple of weeks, it's a pretty clear decision for me. Give me a second-round pick. Give me a young player who didn't get a chance in their other place. Send Kyle Quinn to go play some competitive basketball somewhere else and keep this thing moving. And, pl- and then and then the most important guy comes along. Willie Hernan Gomez, the man who requested a trade no less than 48 hours ago. I mean, he's been talking about it for months, but he really requested one two days ago. He said, I want to play. I don't care where. I don't care when. I don't care how. Trade me. I want to play basketball. Well, now the Knicks need to look in the mirror one more time. And before you make the decision, you need to look within. And Scott Perry and Steve Mills need to decide, are we moving forward with this guy? Or do we need to get rid of him right now? Because if you can't play Willie Hernan Gomez now, if you can't put him in to, to develop or help him grow or see if he has anything to put towards productive basketball in the NBA, if you can't do that now, then he's not in your picture next year or the year after or any time after that. People have been screaming for Hernan Gomez to get a chance all year. And honestly, I understood why he wasn't getting it. He didn't seem to improve defensively. 
Enos Cantor is kind of just a better version of Willie Hernan Gomez. And then Mike Beasley, Kyle O'Quinn were playing well. It made sense to me. But now we're sitting here. Christoph Porzingis hurt out for the season. Kyle O'Quinn has a, a ceiling that is so clear he only plays 20 minutes a game. Enos Cantor still sometimes doesn't play fourth quarters despite been playing very well lately. But if there's no time for Willie Hernan Gomez to get a chance to get some sort of consistent minutes, then just get rid of him. Because if he can't play now on the team that just lost their best player and is truly on its way to tank mode, then he's not in your future next year, year after, or any time after that. So move the man or let him play. And then on to Courtney Lee, Mike Beasley, Doug McDermott. Those guys I consider via either Courtney Lee's bigger contract, Mike Beasley's, you know, one year going to ask for more and how much does he really help you this year, and Doug also being semi-marginal. I'm not sure there's too much of a market there for them, but like I said, I'm taking assets. And if I could get second-round picks, young players who are hungry, you do what you got to do. You make those moves to acquire the assets that can help you in the future. And hey, maybe you could dump some salary. <laughs> that, that seems like a pretty crazy idea, though, for the Knicks. I have one more thing to talk about here regarding the Knicks. But first off, I want to thank you guys. Not first off, I guess like maybe like fourth or fifth off here. But I want to thank you guys for tuning in today. I came on the pod. It's currently 12.15 a.m. on, uh, yeah, I guess that's Wednesday morning. So I'm out here late night trying to give my two cents to help you guys off the edge, give you guys a little direction, a couple things to look for in the next two days because we went through a lot, right? From the melodrama, which seems like such a long time ago at this point before the season of when he's going to get traded, to where, for what, yada, yada, yada. That was over. And then the Knicks did what they do, and they put on a show for the first couple weeks. Porzingis was on fire, Cantor playing tough, Hardaway doing his thing. And everyone goes, oh my God, the Knicks could be a playoff team. Gosh dang it, these guys might just be able to do it. They might be able to grab the eight seed. Well, in the uh, following couple weeks, they proved that maybe they were not that team. And I think before today and before the Porzingis injury, many of us were convinced that they were not that team. They were not the playoff team we thought they might be. They tricked us once again. But that's okay, because now we're here again, right? Now we're in this part where, you know, we're not getting the top five pick just right, but we're not getting, possibly not going to be getting the 14th pick either. We're going to be somewhere in between, and these next couple months matter. So now it's up to the front office. That's who I'm putting the challenge on, but there's one more challenge to be put on here, and that's on head coach Jeff Hornacek. So whatever happens in these next two days before the trade deadline, there's a good chance there's a piece moved away for for asset or um, some picks brought in for nothing to just send people out. Maybe some new young players are coming up. Who knows? There's going to be things that are happening, I assume, in the next two days after this injury. Well, if I'm Scott Perry or Steve Mills, I'm saying to Jeff Hornacek, a guy who, whether you have loved him or hated him so far, let's just call him average. 
But I'm now the front office, and I'm looking Jeff Hornacek in the eye, and I got to tell him, we're going to be making some changes around here. These guys who've been playing, some of them are gone. Now these guys got to play. And Jeff, if you want to be a part of this organization moving forward, what I need from you is to pull this team together to play like a winning organization. Now there's a good chance we lose a lot of the games. Frankly, that wouldn't be the worst thing. But you need to wrangle these guys, these Knicks basketball players, to play with a winning culture and winning attitude. They need to be not losing based off effort, but let them get beat for not being as good. Because if you can't wrangle a team of hungry no-names in the NBA to play their ass off night in and night out for a garden crowd that's still going to show up, then we might have to reconsider who our head coach is going to be moving forward. So this challenge, after our guy, Porzingis, goes down, is falling on the likes of Jeff Hornacek, the front office, and a few of these players who want to be wearing blue and orange in the future. That includes Tim Hardaway Jr. That includes Willie Hernan Gomez if he wants to stay here. That includes Enos Cantor, Frank Nielakina, and Trey Burke. Those guys need to prove you can be a part of this. Because now, with Porzingis out, he was the glue holding this hopeful ship together. And unfortunately, with this injury, the ship has fallen apart. So now it's time to show up, show that you should be here, or we have to reconsider you being a part of the Knicks. That's the ship we need to be run by Scott Perry and Steve Mills. So I'm not sure if I helped you off the edge there or scared you a little bit more, but that was truly all from the heart. That's how I felt. That was the most honest, candid takes I've ever done. It was about an 18-minute take for you guys. Um, thank you for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. Like I said, it's late night, Wednesday morning. I don't even know, morning, night, whatever you want to call it, but I'm out here, and I appreciate anybody who shows up to listen. I seriously do. It uh, means a ton to me out here trying to grow the Sports Blog New York podcast. I mean, it's a lot of fun. I love all the guests that we have on here, all the different co-hosts who come on. But most importantly, it's great when I know you guys are out there listening. So if you have anything to say, you have any feedback, you can hit me on Twitter. It's at Pete Kennedy with two Ys or at the Sport Blog Twitter at Sport Blog NYC. It means the world to me as well if you take about 30 seconds or so. Depends how much you want to write. But if you leave a rating and review on iTunes... That would be super cool. We love to interact. We love to hear from you. We want to make this show as good as we can for the people who come out to listen. So thank you. Let's be hopeful for KP. Everybody was sending out their best wishes. I am too. So from everybody from the Sports Blog New York podcast, thank you guys for tuning in. And let's hope that KP has a speedy recovery because we want to see him out there shooting threes and slamming putback dunks before we know it. Shout out KP, get better soon. Shout out Knicks, do the right thing. Scott Perry and Steve Mills, I'm coming for you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Have a good day, everybody.